you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. Since most of us are spending lots of more time at home in our houses, I thought that we could talk about the healthy aspects of red wine in moderate amounts, of course. I love drinking red wine in the evening with or after my dinner. These days, there isn't any chance of drinking and driving since we only go out once or twice a week to get food, and that's always during the day or early early evening. Don't know when or if we'll ever get back to going to the theater, symphony, or ballet, including dinner beforehand. So I guess it's not so bad to end up with a good glass of red wine every night instead. So now on to the podcast. First, let me start by saying that all types of alcohol are now considered by the medical community to be of benefit in the fight against cardiovascular disease specifically. When I say all, that includes beer, spirits, and wine. But red wine in particular has been found to have more value because of 200 phytochemicals including resveratrol in grapes. Resveratrol, in case you're not familiar with it, has been shown to have antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-clotting, and anti-cancer behavior in the body. There have also been studies that showed where red wine reduces the risk of infectious diseases, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, stroke, heart disease, which we already talked about, and obesity. That's pretty wide-ranging and totally amazing. To continue the list of red wine benefits, it has also been shown to improve the gut microbiome, which is probably a result of its ability to fight inflammation. The polyphenols in the wine aren't well absorbed by the small intestines, which they hit first, And so they're able to get all the way into the colon, at which point they become food for the beneficial gut bacteria that's in the colon. These polyphenols, which by the way are also in olive oil, actually work on and stop the creation of the gut bacteria that causes arterial sclerosis, a kind of heart disease. For everyone's benefit, Merriam-Webster defines arterial sclerosis as, quote, a process whereby the walls of a person's blood vessels grow dense plaques made of fat and tissue fibers. In William Lee's MD, William Lee MD's book, Eat to Beat Disease, he cites an Italian meta-analysis that combined 13 clinical studies of red wine on cardiovascular disease involving over 209,000 people. They concluded, quote, that red wine was associated with an overall 
32% reduced risk of arterial sclerosis, unquote. No wonder it has so many good benefits for the heart. Dr. Lee's book also talks about how red wine improves the gut microbiome by reducing inflammation. He cites two separate studies from Spain on the benefits of red wine. The first one looked at the effect of, quote, the effect of drinking the equivalent of a large glass of red wine every day, unquote. After four weeks, they found that the polyphenols led the bacteria to create three kinds of what they call metabolites that have, quote, beneficial anti-inflammatory properties, unquote. A second study also from Spain found that drinking only two-thirds of a glass of red wine daily was correlated, this is a quote, with lower blood levels of a DNA-damaging toxin, which is a marker of aging, oxidative stress, and cellular damage in the body, unquote. So what it found essentially was that as the red wine came in, that the lower, what it did was the more red wine, then it it lowered the blood levels of all of these, this DNA damaging toxin. Dr. Lee's Angiogenesis Foundation conducted its own research to identify the red grape varietals with the highest anti-angiogenic activity. So that's the formation and uniqueness of blood vessels. What they found was that Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, and Petit, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Verdot, it's V-E-R-D-O-T, were the most, quote, potent angiogenic wines, unquote, of the six they studied. Not sure if that's going to be enough to stop my, stop me drinking my Merlot and Pinot Noir along with these other three, but I will look at maybe getting those more often. Moving down into the colon, Dr. Lee also cites a study from Epic Norfolk that followed over 24,000 people for 11 years. That study found that one glass, quote, one glass of red wine per day was associated with a 39% decreased risk of colorectal cancer, unquote. That's a lot. That study in particular caught the attention of my husband, enough that he's going to start joining me tonight in my daily glass of red wine. One more area where red wine studies have found benefits, also from Dr. Lee's book, love that book by the way, research at the Taipei Veterans General Hospital in Taiwan looked at the stem cells of 80 people in their mid-30s who drank either a half glass of red wine one can of beer, one shot of vodka, or water every day for three weeks. Everyone at the start of the study had similar blood pressure, stem cell levels, and other physical readings. The study group's blood work after three weeks showed that the red wine drinkers had a two-fold increase in the levels of blood vessel stem cells which would be able to form new blood vessels and survive, which the other study subjects did not have. The wine drinkers' blood vessels were able to dilate 35% more 
than the other drinkers' vessels, blood vessels. And they also had a 50% increase in their nitric oxide levels. And this is a fundamental sign that not only helps blood vessels dilate, but aids healing and it gets stem cells to activate. After this long list of all these studies detailing the benefits of drinking red wine, you're probably wondering why, if I am suggesting that everyone should start drinking red wine. Well, I'm not. Wine and other types of alcohol don't agree with everyone, and not everyone likes the taste, and not everyone can drink just one glass, and that can also be a high negative. So all of these benefits are really more for the people who do enjoy a glass of wine in the evening with their dinner or maybe in the afternoon with some fruit or cheese. I want them to keep enjoying that glass of wine, but I also don't want them to make it three or four glasses. This data, along with other data as well, shows that having more than one glass for women or two for men is not healthy and will absolutely negate all of the positive benefits found in all of these studies. As they say in this world, all things in moderation. One last item is that the Mediterranean diet, acknowledged to be the best diet for good health and longevity, has a, as in one, daily glass of red wine included in it. So remember when you sit down to have a nice glass of red wine, don't have a second or a third. That will also make the bottle last longer and you can savor the flavor and the many health benefits in it. That's my plan for sure. So that's it for this part of this week's podcast. I'm going to also add that I hope that everyone here is staying safe and healthy at home and staying home. I hope that you're all remembering to wear your masks and you're continuing to remember to do your social distancing. And we'll all wait to see what happens in the next few weeks and whether and if we're going to be able to start getting back at least a little bit to our quote-unquote normal lives, whatever that is and whatever it's going to be. If you're experiencing any added pressures or issues due to your health, family, or economic situation having to do, especially with all this COVID-19 stuff, and you'd like to talk with someone or just vent for a while, please be sure to contact me through Facebook or at my Susan at SusanRosen.com email. That's Rosen with an I. I'm ready and open to listen and help anyone who needs a friendly ear and support during this stressful time. Please remember that I am not a doctor and this podcast should not be seen as medical advice. If you are having physical issues, please contact your own doctor for support. And I look forward to talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.